0: Suicide is a tough topic, but the Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition wants you to know that there is always hope. We are a caring community reaching out to provide compassion and hope for a community free of suicide. In the next half hour, we'll talk with community partners to identify risk factors, raise awareness, and discuss prevention strategies. Hello and welcome to another edition of Reach for Hope. I'm Melissa Anderson. You know, there's always hope. The Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition will kick off a new campaign in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month in May. And with us today are two members of the Reach for Hope Coalition to talk about this and the efforts in prevention called the Live on Utah Campaign, of which we're happy to be a part of. I'd like to welcome Teresa Willie and Jordan Merrill. Thanks Thank for you. joining us today. Uh, Teresa, tell us about your role in the coalition and how long you've been instrumental in the prevention of suicide right here in Washington County.
1: Well, I am the coordinator currently for the reach for hope suicide prevention coalition in the county. Um, and I've been involved with that coalition since its inception in 2012. Um, and prior to that, I was working with the hope squads throughout the county, um, and was instrumental in bringing hope squads to Southern Utah. Yeah. And that's been a big big project
0: but at the same time it's expanded to a lot of schools and and really helped out our community a lot especially with the youth and the peers helping out with that Um, jordan give us a little bit of background about your current role and where you work at and why are you in this
2: great question so i work for intermountain healthcare i work as i'm a program manager for community health and our community health efforts with intermountain as a nonprofit organization is I get the good end of of all things in intermountain i get to work with the community community members um, community partners to address the things that they have told us are their biggest priorities and suicide prevention and mental health have risen to the top over the last few years and so my my role in that is supporting those efforts in any way that i can to represent intermountain but also to support our community and community partners in addressing these issues because they are serious issues in our community. And we've been told that time and time again. And so, um, I get to be involved in that work and in addressing those things to prevent that in any way that we can.
0: Any kind of education is good in, in this realm. We already know about our, our high suicide rate here in Utah. Now, Teresa, I understand that reach for hope received a mini grant from the Utah suicide prevention coalition to help launch the
1: live on media campaign for live on
0: utah tell us about that
1: yeah we were very excited we applied for a mini grant they awarded five across the state and southern utah was one that was selected Um, and the live on utah campaign was launched several years ago statewide Uh, the legislature said we'll allocate a million dollars for suicide prevention across the state if you can find community partners that are private donors that will match that amount and and that was done and it was done quickly because people were generous and Intermountain was one of those one of those donors and um, so and then after that they went out to the local communities and said hey you know your community better than we do Um, we want you to look at the data and find an at-risk group that you feel like is in need of services that maybe is being underserved right now and we chose our senior population we know they're at risk for suicide and that they are not getting a lot of the services that some of the other demographics are yeah I,
0: we have about a 28 percent i read statistics the other day uh, rate um, amount of su- of seniors mm-hmm. in our community it's uh quite a bit higher than other places in the, in the, in the nation actually. So that is a really good um, population to pick up on. And Jordan, I understand that the live on Utah is a public, private mental health and suicide prevention campaign. And as she said, Intermountain uh, is joining these efforts. Tell us how you're going to do that.
2: Through Intermountain, we, we, we joined it in various ways, um, in supporting our local coalitions, like reach for hope. Um, we provide funding to different organizations to address suicide. We provide support. Um, I just went and did a, a QPR training to an organization today to prevent, to help them to prevent suicide amongst their own populations and spheres. And sometimes um, that's what we do throughout the system, throughout the state, throughout the area, um, is is be able to do trainings, um, provide support and and funds because this work, it costs money too. We want to be able to and we don't want that to be a barrier. So Intermountain is, is totally invested in supporting those efforts financially, but also manpower wise and in any way that we can. So that's kind of how we're, we're involved in that and and we touch on that statewide. And
1: Uh, Jordan's got a lot of leverage with community leaders too. (laughs) And he's helped us get our foot in the door in some ways that may not have happened otherwise. Yeah. And I
0: understand that when they come out with this media campaign, it's going to involve a lot of different, um, uh, signs and, and billboards and things. And and, and what are you going to be putting up at the hospital?
2: We don't know exactly what it'll look like at the hospital yet. Um, we are hoping that we can have some different banners throughout. Um, it's, it, it's an important effort that we're invested in, in every way. Um, and so we want to be able to broadcast that, uh, throughout our hospital, but also throughout our area. And we've got lots of clinics here. And, and so we hope to be able to support that effort um, by visually as well as internally in, in, in our practices and in our acute care as well.
0: Yeah. Now, Teresa, now we want to talk about this big event that's coming up in May. Um, uh, it's, the, it's where we are going to be you know, broadcasting this and everything, tell us a little bit about on May 11th, what's going to happen here.
1: Yeah, on May 11th at 2 p.m. at the Southwest Behavioral Health Center on the south side of the building, we will be holding a press conference to kick off the Live On campaign Utah in, or the Live On Utah campaign here in Washington County. And we're going to have key leaders from the community speaking, talking about the importance of this resource and how it has, specific resources for different demographics mayor michelle randall will be there speaking about the importance of suicide prevention. Sherry Lindsay, Southwest Behavioral Clinical Director, will be speaking. Um, Nick Nucitelli, our new Chief of Police in La we will be speaking from a law enforcement perspective. And we have several veterans from the veteran community. Doug Graham and Theron Crosby will be there, and they're also part of the coalition. So we've got a pretty good lineup, and there'll be a few others as well. But we're, we're pretty excited to hear from them and how the live on Utah campaign will impact specifically the community that they are involved with. Yeah. And this
0: is at two o'clock in the afternoon at Southwest behavioral health. So if somebody mm-hmm. wants to come by the front steps of that, they can come by and say, hi. Yeah. And, and and we'll give them some swag and some fun things so that they can remember how to find that resource. That's great. Now. I want to back up just a hair and ask Jordan what he thinks about why it's so important to target the senior population. Do we see uh, mental health issues, uh, in, in amongst this population as well? I mean, it seems to me like most, most of our seniors are very wise, but that doesn't mean that they don't suffer or struggle as much as maybe younger people would.
2: Absolutely. Our, our seniors, they are very wise but they also face other issues that maybe our younger populations don't don't face and they see things differently the way that they've experienced life as well they experience a lot more loss in in a rapid fashion as they do become seniors you know with family members losing family members and spouses and and those other challenges and and then isolation there's a lot of isolation that comes from from health there there's isolation that comes from just their social networks closing in and and not able to get out as much as they used to and so they're a very highly vulnerable population who sometimes it's hard to ask for help and and I think all populations experience that on different levels but especially in our seniors that they don't want to be a burden or place burden on other people and and so we need to be able to provide those resources and and follow the data that are, they're one of the highest risk areas, um, of age and demographic that we have not only in, in Washington County, but in the state. And so to be able to put any effort to help address that senior population that, that are at risk, we want to do it and we want to be able to address that and, and help them. And um, I think ahead.
0: it's so exciting that, that Reach for Hope is reaching out because that's what it's all about is reaching out and helping those who maybe don't have a tendency to reach out themselves. And I think you're right about the the isolation and being at home alone and not wanting to be a burden. Cause I've seen that in, in, in the um, elderly population and and, uh, you know i wouldn't want to reach out much either if i'm sitting at home yeah so i mean I think it's really important that we reach out to them teresa i want to have you explain a little bit more about how did this live on utah campaign get come about um and 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 why are we involved with that so
1: so heartily well the utah suicide prevention coalition has been very proactive in fact i think we've been pioneers for the country in being proactive, looking at data, trying to find out exactly what kind of resources we need and how can we really help the community reduce stigma and, and help them understand the importance of finding relevant resources. So the campaign, basically, um, the tabs, if you go to the, the Live on Utah website, the tabs say how to get help, how to give help, and these are the resources. And the really exciting part is you go down through there and you look at the resources, they have a different cube um, in that drop down box that addresses a lot of different populations, the LGBTQ population, the veterans population, uh first responders. Seniors every demographic that you can think of can find specific resources to their own community and and I love that I feel like the um, the coalition that organized this website was very very uh, progressive in the way that they put that together they looked at data um, they were responding to the needs of the community and the legislature recognized that and said yeah this is a need that we that we should uh fund and so with the partnership between public and private funding they were able to get that off the ground that's awesome and you know
0: with the help with inner mountain and others that are Mm -hmm. giving help on top of that matching those donations really is what it's all about the public private donations that could keep coming in to help with this uh jordan we rec- we i covered something a while back on a receiving center that they're going to be putting out at southwest behavioral health is putting in tell us a little bit about that and how that's going to help with some of these mental health issues or or maybe keeping people out of jail in and in, in you know in, in and, and putting them in a proper place when they do have these mental breakdowns.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. The receiving center that that is coming in here in Washington County and, and having Southwest Behavioral Health Center run that and, and staff that is a huge, a huge asset, and it will be a huge asset to our whole community, not just to a couple of organizations. Um, to be able to to address and and get people help when they're in a mental health crisis, a lot of times the go-to has been to be able to go right to prison. There might be drugs, there might be mental health issues or incidences that have have brought them to that point. And because there's no other place for them to go, we have to take them right to prison to keep them and the community safe. But now with a receiving center, there's going to be a lot more warmth and support and and care for these individuals and they'll be able to stay out of prison and be able to continue along a progressive state to be able to get the help that they need rather than than be locked up and and weigh down both our ed and our uh, criminal system and and so this is this is a great resource and it is the second of its kind in the state and first from the bottom up so it's It's a neat thing that is coming here and and it'll it'll provide a lot of extra resources
0: it's really exciting and um teresa you know we know that suicide needs to be a priority in utah because Mm -hmm. we've had some issues i understand that um the legislature realized that too and they've given us as just drivers to be involved in that by coming out with the Live On license plates. Tell Mm -hmm. us about those
1: and how that's gonna help out. Yeah, super excited, super excited about that. Um, Senator Ellison, I hope I said his name correctly, (laughs) Um, but he sponsored a bill to be able to fund uh, a specific license plate, they don't fund it, they to designate a specific license plate to the Live On campaign. And so people like us who are advocates for suicide prevention can request that kind of license plate when we renew our license plates. Um, It'll cost a little extra, but for me to get the word out that I care about suicide prevention and that I want people to seek help if they're struggling and that mental health is just as important, if not more important than physical health. Um, for me to be able to drive around with that on my car, it's going to be worth that extra 30 or whatever dollars dollars it is. And those will be coming out sometime within the next year. We're pretty excited about that. That's cool. Now, Jordan, we know that um, promoting
0: protective behaviors can uh, save lives as well. Um, but often it's more difficult for men, especially middle-aged men. Tell us why this is and, and what are some of the things that we can do to encourage that message to get out that men aren't babies if they reach out for help.
2: I, I think that's a very relevant point for me to talk to as a, as a middle-aged man. I, I think back to an experience I had in, in actually a training that Teresa put on some time ago um, where we went through a QPR training, which is question, persuade, and refer. Um, we, were, we were going through the training and it comes to a portion in that training where uh, there's um, a role play. And it was my job just to read what was on the list, to be able to reach out for help, and just to admit that I needed help. And it was all written down on a piece of paper. All I had to do was read it. But for me, it was a struggle still internally. I felt a struggle to, to read what was on the paper because it was me reaching out for help. And, and I think a lot of middle-aged men feel that. That it's, it's a struggle to reach out for help. Especially mental health help and and admit that they need it. And so um, I think that that's a, a big concern and, and it's There's social pressure. There's different things like that that are involved with that But I think the more we talk about it and the more that we we open up even a little bits at a time It doesn't have to be all at once and just blah. We we can we can do it little bits at a time and we can open up um, as as men And know that it's okay to reach out for help and, and start small and, and start with your family and then, and then go, go beyond that. But open up those conversations. It's so essential and it's so helpful to be able to do so.
0: And keep those guns locked up. If there is issues in the home, is that correct?
2: Absolutely. That's, that's huge. We we know that means matter and how we, how we, how people die by suicide, it matters. And so firearms is, is a huge one and, and men um, have a lot of access to those historically here in Utah. And so no matter what your feelings or beliefs are, keep them locked up because it'll keep everybody safe. Even even just putting a little bit of time and distance between you and that, that gun or a family member or a neighbor, it's, it's essential.
0: Such good advice. Now, Teresa, why do you think there is such a stigma? that surrounds mental health issues and especially when it comes to talking about suicide
1: um i i think that a lot of people feel like there's a weakness they feel like it's more about personality or character traits than it is about an illness and so that stigma keeps people from seeking help and especially when we talk about certain demographics our older population You know it's a very a very stoic very independent they've been strong they've lived through a lot of life crises and they feel like they should be able to manage that middle-aged males you know traditionally or culturally they're expected to carry the load they're expected to be the provider and the protector and the and the one that you know is able to to manage anything and i think that's a lot of pressure and then when we say you have to you know get help if you've got struggles with your mental health, it feels like you're, you're maybe um, admitting to some kind of a weakness, which we know it's not, it's just an illness like any other illness. We wouldn't expect someone to walk around on a broken leg and it doesn't mean they're weak when they go in to get treatment. And we want to apply that same kind of thinking to mental health. You know, if you're ill, going in to get help doesn't mean that you, that you're weak. It means that you're courageous enough to reach out and that you're you're um, willing to help yourself so that you can help those around you. Life is always a struggle. It seems like you just get one thing
0: checked off your list and then something else hits you in the face i (laughs) mean we all have to admit that we we live with daily struggles no matter what where they come from or where what's happening um jordan do you think that the live on campaign through these visual efforts that are going to come up there's going to be billboards i understand there's street flags tell us a little bit about that those actions and do you think that's going to help uh visualize and help uh, these seniors and even the rest of us to to see that it's okay to reach out and that live on is is what we need to do
2: i absolutely do i i think that by getting that message out there to live on um, it, it helps and if it helps one person it was a success the more people that it touches and the more people that see it and the more people that look at it um Typically, I, I don't just tout a, a website and some resources unless it's awesome. And, and the LiveOnUtah.org website and the resources that exist there in the campaign, the message to live on, it's it's powerful. And if it can help one person, it's a success. If it helps 100 people, it's even more successful. And I think it, it can and it will as people get that message and understand, break down some of the stigma barriers to talk about it and ask questions. What is this live on campaign? And, and hopefully it'll spread like, spread like wildfire.
1: Yeah. And Teresa, your thoughts on that? I I'm excited about the way that they've designed this campaign and the language they've used because they give specific examples. If someone says I'm fine, that's a a clue to ask more questions. If somebody says, I'm okay, then that's a clue. Ask more questions. You know, if your gut's telling you that someone's struggling and they just shrug it off, it, it gives you very specific language on how to talk to a friend who's struggling. Um, very specific examples of how someone might respond if they're trying to deflect that question and then what you can do to respond to get to an answer or to guide them to resources. And I love the way it's designed. It's just very simple, um, very straightforward. And the graphics reflect just really a lot of warmth and a lot of uh, of, of warm communication between people. And I really like
0: that. And we're going to be seeing these all around town. Tell us what locations and where we'll find them at (laughs) as far as the billboards, we got a couple of billboards that are going up. Where can we look for these and, and how long
1: will they be up? So the billboards on, we've got one on I-15 that will be going up and it will go through the, uh, May and June into the first part of July. Um, the street flags will be up for six weeks, not six weeks, excuse me. I think two or three weeks, yeah. um, we've got radio spots running six weeks though. And then St. George city and Intermountain will have some um, digital billboards that they're displaying. We've got social media blasting out all through Southern Utah, specific to our area. We've got some posters for grocery stores and, um, we've got some vinyl banners that will go up in some of the locations in the community.
0: That's really cool. And, um, again, we've got various speakers that will be coming and talking and, and sharing their thoughts about, uh you know, what to do and how to, how to help with QPR and how to reach out. And, and Jordan, what are your thoughts then to <coughs> this event and the reminders that we'll see around the community? Do you think that, <coughs> that obviously we said we we think they're going to help, but, um, for people out there that might be struggling, what are your thoughts for them and when they see this? It, it's obviously a reminder, but it's also kind of in your face.
2: Yeah. I, I hope that they feel it a feeling of hope that they're not alone that there is help out there. There are resources out there specifically for them. And people do care. Uh, th- there's nobody There's nobody that doesn't matter uh, and, and matter to somebody and matter to a group and matter to our community. And this messaging and this campaign, I hope, portrays that and continues to do that, that there is hope out there and there is a caring group and, and caring people There are people that, that do want them to stay here and they want them to, to get the help that they need, whatever they're going through in life.
0: And know they're not alone. Absolutely. That's what we, that's the big message for all of us to know then, right? Um, Teresa, your last thoughts on this, the, the, the press conference is going to be May 11th at two o'clock in the afternoon.
1: People can show up for that. And you talked about some swag. Yep. We've got some really cool t-shirts that I'm excited to see how people respond to those. Um, we've got some buttons, we've got some stickers, we have some really fun things. We just want to share a little piece of hope that people can take home with them. And remember that, that we want to live on Utah and we want people to see the good and keep moving forward and just find hope in their, in their lives. And this is a kind of a partnership,
0: but but at the same time, it's, it's, we're supporting them. We don't Mm -hmm. actually doing anything at reach for hope other than share those resources that are out there of which you've mentioned many of them. And it's important to support others' campaigns as well as, as, as others' resources. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The Utah prevention, the Utah suicide prevention coalition is the umbrella for all of the different organizations throughout the state. And then we just support their efforts and sometimes they turn around and support ours. So we're all in this together and, and we want to work together. Uh, toward really the goal of zero suicide.
0: Yeah. I think collaboration is the key, no matter what we're all in this together. Like you said, we're here to share, we're here to give out resources and, um, you know, pick each other up when we fall down and skin our knees every once in a while, you know, uh, we're all human. And uh, I just appreciate both of you and thank you both for all your efforts and what you do. And uh, I really think that you're doing the best that you can and we're all doing the best that we can to get through this. So thank you again and thank you for uh, joining us on another edition of Reach for Hope. And just remember, uh, prevention efforts, we can save lives. So remember, there's always hope. Thanks. The Reach for Hope Coalition wants you to know that we care about you and we are here to help. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, reach out. You're not alone. To access resources for yourself or others, visit our webpage at reachforhopeutah.org. That's reach, the number four, hope, utah.org. If you are experiencing a crisis, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK because you matter and there is always hope.